Growing a successful design business is hard work. There's so much to do and so little time to get it all done, not to mention the actual design work. The good news is that we are here to help. I'm Krista, the WordPress developer and website strategist from KristaRay.co. And I'm Corey, the designer and creative coach from CoreyWoodard.com. In the Get Back to Design podcast, we're going to share strategies and tools to help streamline and grow your design business, ditch the code and anything else you don't love, and well, get back to design. Grab a cup of coffee, open that Illustrator file you've been working on, and let's dive in. Okay, you guys. So we talked about in episode 71, a little bit like there is a little blip there about maybe we should talk about an updated day in our lives. And I looked back because obviously we've kind of talked about this once before in episode 50. And we talked very in depth, mostly you about how we (laughs) structure our days. And is that a burn though? I have to ask you that. No, it wasn't a burn because it's more like an internal burn, uh, which sounds very painful. <laughs> um, but because you are way better at structuring, structuring your days and I'm just like, yeah, I'm here. What's up? Let's get to work. Um, so we talked about that and work-life balance and literally so much has changed in our lives, a.k.a. we both had a baby um since that episode came out so i think we should just talk about what our days look like now and just kind of continue the conversation that we had with kelsey in our last episode um about burnout and maybe share just a little bit about how the heck we avoid that so yeah i like that idea and i was looking back at the episode 50 show notes before we got on here and I was literally laughing at like how much I was struggling to balance work and how much time I freaking had to work I was working like all day every day every weekend every night I had no baby and here I am struggling with balance and not having enough time to work I just want to kind of go back and slap myself across the face and wake up but yeah Yeah, when I looked at that episode it was like uh how we structure our days and I was like are you kidding me this is a uh TED talk on how Krista organizes (laughs) her business schedule and then I talk a little bit about work-life balance so we're gonna do the same exact thing today um only it's not gonna be so intense and Mm -hmm. hopefully uh, as you can tell already it'll be a little bit of fun yeah and hopefully more relatable to uh the one people listening with little ones at home. It'll be more relatable to a hundred percent of the people. There we go. There's regardless that. of whether you have a little <laughs> one at home or not. Right. Okay. So we should start with our like a look into the day, like a day in our life. Like to kind of I think people just kind of look at Instagram, not quite sure what's going on. They see us doing things, wondering maybe how we do it. So let's give them an idea. Um, but I guess I'll start. And so, like I said, I was looking back at episode 50 and some things have stayed the same, like one thing (laughs) stayed the same since that episode, which is working in time blocks for me. Um, So if you want to learn more about time blocking, definitely go back to that one. Um, But most things have just 100% change. Uh, Now I'm not working any nights and weekends. In 2018, and when we recorded that episode, I put in a lot of night and weekend time and... Every, every night, every weekend, I was always working. Um, but after doing my 2019 power sheets, thanks to Corey, um, 
I realized that that's just not how I wanted to live. I didn't want to feel like, you know, when I was with uh, Jeremy and Talia that I was like, oh my gosh, I need to be, I need to go to work. Like I can't be sitting here enjoying myself, heaven forbid, you know? Um, so after doing that and having that realization, I actually haven't worked a single night or weekend in 2019, which is a, a real big change for me. Um, to do that though, I have had to get like way more focused and way more picky on opportunities, both opportunities that I dream up myself and <laughs> opportunities that other people uh, bring to me. So I've had to rein in my own inner beast uh, and kind of get used to saying no, which is really, really hard. But a couple other things that have changed since then is that I don't hang out on social media very much anymore. Um, you know, I used to be on, I used to not miss an Instagram story basically. And now if I get on there once a day, you know, that's cool. Uh, if I make it into my inbox two times a week, it's a good week. So just kind of a lot has changed and I've kind of, I don't know, I don't want to say cared, started caring less, but I just care more about the things that actually matter, which is a big difference, I guess, when you spend so much time caring about things that don't really matter that much. (laughs) Yeah. And I think the point that you made about not being on social media that much is a huge factor here. Um, And this is something that I was thinking about. And I think both of us kind of touch on in our show notes for this episode, um, different expectations and the shoulds that people on the internet kind of put on us as business owners. You should send your baby to daycare. You should work this many hours. You should not work at night or on the weekend. Mm -hmm. And um, all of that stuff is being put in your face in blog posts and podcasts and all these different things. But it's also being screamed at you through a microphone on social media from one person or another literally every single day. And if it's not them telling you you should do these things. It's you feeling like you should do those things because of what they are posting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's amazing. And I have found I'm I feel like I'm on social media arguably more now um, since having Emma. Uh, I feel like I just get on there more while she's playing. Um, so it's funny, but uh, you do, like I said, you kind of see that balance when you step away. You do start to realize what really matters to you and what doesn't. And um, to kind of play off on that, that's something that I noticed very early. I shouldn't say very early on, but in the last couple of years specifically where it's like, I am going to unfollow these people if they are making me feel like I should do things that mm-hmm. I don't want to do. I don't want to have these certain goals or I don't want my lifestyle to look like this. So I'm going to stop following these people and making myself feel bad because of the expectation I'm putting on myself because of their content. So long rant there for you about social media. No, that's so good. And like, that makes, you know, just makes me want to kind of have the disclaimer there. Like when I was saying I haven't worked a single night or weekend in 2019, if you are doing that, oh my gosh, if that works for you, keep doing it. I did that for years. And at the time, that's what felt good to me. That's what I wanted to do. It worked with my schedule. It worked with my personal life. There's nothing wrong with that. So, you know, when I'm here saying that right now, that's not what I'm doing. Uh, Don't don't feel like that you shouldn't be either if it's what you're doing. And don't assume that that's how I'm going to stay because who knows, by the time this episode goes live, who knows what I'm going to be doing. So just I wanted to put that in there as well. So I'm glad you brought that up, Corey. Like, don't listen to this, uh, this episode and like place judgments on yourself um, based on what we're doing. 
Yeah, I think that's a good point. And I just want to squeak in there. Like, it, just keep in mind where you are in your life and what you have going on. Because with babies and businesses and, you know, spouses and family members that you may be caring for, like, there's so much that goes into it. So when you are listening to this and thinking about your own schedule, like, take everything we say with a grain of salt. And if you want to do what we do, fine, that's awesome, but do it in a way that works best for you and what you enjoy. So back to you. All right. Disclaimers aside, I'm going to give you guys kind of a look at my daily schedule. I love kind of hearing about what other people are doing and when they give like little daily walkthroughs on social media. So that's what we're kind of going to do for you guys. Um, So most of you will think I'm crazy, but my day usually starts around 5 or 5.30. I get up and either work out or do like a little devotional. I use the Write the Word journals um, from Cultivate What Matters. Um, And I like those. I can do them nice and fast. And it's just a good start to my morning. Um, I will say, you guys, I don't do that every day. There are some days where I lay in bed as long as Talia will let me. Um, (laughs) But usually I'm up pretty early to get a little time in before her because at 5.45 a.m. she decides that she is up for the day. Oh, Lord. Um, And, you know, we have tried so many things to lengthen that. But, you know, on the dot. 5.45. If we get to 6 o'clock, we're like throwing a party in this house. Um, So at 5.45, things like playtime and breakfast and more playtime start. Um, Honestly, mornings, even though they start early here, is like my favorite time. Right when she wakes up, we bring her into our bedroom and just kind of lay in bed and let her crawl around and be crazy. And it's so much fun. So I love having that slow start to the morning. Um, and that usually goes to about 8 or 8.30, and that's when she has her first nap and when I start work for the day. Um, so usually, you know, by the t- right when she goes to bed, I'm hustling into my office, and I like to start by either getting new tasks assigned to my team so they're not, like, sitting and waiting on me all day. And I'll knock off some quick tasks that are, like, already on my schedule or on my to-do list. And then I spend the rest of that nap either on retainer work or kind of marketing-type tasks, depending on the day. Right now, my schedule is I do retainer work on Monday, Wednesday, Friday mornings and marketing stuff on Tuesdays and Thursdays. But that just kind of changes with the season and what I have to do. Um, But that's my morning. Then at 10 o'clock, around 10 o'clock, I should say, sometimes her naps are 30 minutes, sometimes they're two hours. So whenever she decides decides to wake up. Uh, I take a short break to just get her ready to head off to daycare. Um, Usually it's about 15 minutes long. Um, My husband is the one that runs her over there. So by 10, 15, I'm usually back to work. And this is when I focus on my big projects, which is usually just custom development. And she's at daycare for four hours a day. So I do about four hours of custom development work every day. I do take like 20 or 30 minutes for lunch around noon is and that's the time where I might go on Instagram stories or I try to make myself listen to a podcast or audiobook instead just to like really have that time to disconnect because I get really burnt out I don't want to say that completely burnt out that's the wrong word now that we've just been talking about it with Kelsey um but I get tired my brain just doesn't want to focus that long so I try to kind of you know focus on something else during the time I take for lunch um but then I do go right back to work during that time Um, Like I said, Talia is in daycare for four hours a day, Um, so around two o'clock usually is when I go get her, and sometimes we play a little when she gets home, or sometimes she's cranky and she goes straight back to bed, right, for her (laughs) second nap, so then I get right back to work. Um, 
this is the time of day where I'm not very focused because I'm getting kind of tired from working so hard and I never know how long she's going to sleep. This nap is even iffier than the first one. Uh, it tends to be about 45 minutes long. So I have a hard time like diving into something intense. So I usually do like what I refer to as like CEO tasks. So I'll do admin stuff or check emails a couple times a week. Or, or right now I'm using that time to plan a summit I have coming up in April. Um, but it's a time that I do easier tasks. And then once she's up, usually around 3-ish, 3.30, uh, that's playtime for the rest of the day. And that is what my days look like, squeezing as much work as I can during naps and a few hours of daycare. And that's that. Yeah, I think that was very fast to go through. It's like a whole day in a split second of uh, your life. Um, and I think something else that we should talk about in a future episode, which has kind of already been on my radar though, um, is team. The fact that you are assigning tasks to a team, because mm-hmm. I think some people that's where, um, you know, maybe, and this is something I kind of touch on too, is they feel like they can't work as little as we do now because they are doing so much themselves. Mm-hmm. So if you guys are, um, if your ears pinged up or whatever phrase you want to put there. Um, When Krista said that she works with a team, note that we are thinking about a podcast episode for that too. So I like that idea. Awesome. Well, I wanted to kind of jump in with some notes here and it's something you brought up earlier. And that is that I personally feel really lucky to be able to get as much time to work each day that I do and only have to bring her to daycare part-time. I know that I'm lucky to be able to do that for all kinds of reasons. Um, But I do want to bring up that pressure that we all feel or all see out there. I feel like there's so much pressure online in both directions when it comes to bringing your kid to daycare. There are some people out there who want you to feel guilty if you send your kids to daycare because, oh my gosh, you're running your own business. You're supposed to be doing exactly what you want. You shouldn't have your kids in daycare. That's selfish, blah, blah, blah. We're getting that side. But then there's also totally the side where people want you to feel good if you don't send your kids to daycare because you're not a real business owner and all this stuff. And it just drives me so crazy. Um, I have personally done both. I've sent her to daycare part time and I've kept her home with me. And for me, sending her part time is just what's right for me right now. Um, My husband's job would give me the freedom to work less and keep her home if I want to. But that's just not what I want personally. I really like having time each day to you know, do stuff I'm passionate about. And it's just what works for me right now. And I think I'm also lucky because this girl loves daycare. Like (laughs) when we drop her off, Jeremy usually drops her off, but you know, he says he passes her over to the teacher there and she just waves at him. Bye. Like she doesn't care. And then even yesterday I walked in, she's sitting in her high chair eating and she smiled and then waved and then went back to her food. I was like, what is this? Like she loves it there and she has friends and she loves the teachers. So, you know, this is just what's right for us. And I don't, you know, I don't think both of us hold judgment either way. Do what mm-hmm. works for you financially, personally. If you want to get away from your kid for a few hours and you send them to daycare, like, cool. Like, we're not judging at all based on that. Um, so just don't let anyone else's experiences or opinions about that kind of thing affect, you know, the way you feel about yourself and your decisions, because it's all about what works best for you and your business and your little kiddos. Yeah, I think that is a really great point. Um, And this is actually something I have struggled with in terms of posting so much about Emma on social media sometimes, like Instagram stories. I think, man, I am really creating this weird, like, 
your kids should be staying home with you vibe in the way that I work. Um, and I don't ever want to put that on anyone. I don't want to make you, um, cause I've had insecurities about making you feel bad for sending Talia to daycare. And I just internalize that and never tell you until just now. <laughs> um, I love our podcast episodes, Krista. Um, but like not just you, but like other people in general, that this is glamorous to keep your kid at home mm. and it's not, it's hard. And sometimes I really freaking wish I had a break from that girl. I'm not a lover to death. So it's totally okay. Like you were just saying to send them off or keep them at home or do whatever the heck works for you financially and for this, your sanity. Cause sometimes mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you need like more than a bathroom break away from your kid to be able to take care of them and love them as much as you do. So yes, oh, for sure. Um, so now that Krista has given us a um, shortened version of her previous TED talk on her schedule, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to dive in a little bit into my day in the life. I'm never going to let you live that down now, especially since the whole TED talk thing is a trendy, like hipster thing to say. Yeah. Um, in episode 50, you guys, I was like, I don't do, do anything strict with my day. So I'm going to let Krista run this, which is why she had such a long like section about her schedule. And honestly, I still don't. I'm a go with the flow, show up, I'm here kind of person. Um, and honestly, the biggest difference now is that I am more productive in smaller blocks of time because I have Emma home with me. And um, it makes it really interesting my days. Um, and I have lots of stuff that I'm going to say in a second, but to kind of run you guys through my day, um, I am not crazy like Krista. I'm a morning person, but not a 5.30 morning person. <laughs> so we all get up at about the same time. Um, I say we, but my husband is not here every single morning. So Emma and I usually get up at about 7 or 7.30. Um, we kind of play sit around, watch some TV, do whatever, you know, cool kids do at 730 in the morning <laughs> um, until 830, which is when we have breakfast. Um, after that, and this is on like, at this time of day is like any day of the week, we uh, will have breakfast and then we play or we go out and run errands. So I really love to go grocery shopping very first thing in the morning like this. Uh, most of the time that happens on the weekend. But um, that's a really good thing for me to do. And then at 9.30, Emma goes down for her first nap. And this is my first big chunk of time to work. Um, and I knock out emails first thing if I haven't already been answering them uh, that morning. And then I try to get my most important tasks for the day done. Because like Krista, by the afternoon, I, I don't feel like I was ever like this pre-Emma. But by the afternoon now, I'm like can't. I can barely focus and I gotta, I end up hopping around to a bunch of different things. Um, so whatever things have to get done right away or big tasks that I think may take all day, uh, air quotes all day. Um, <laughs> I'll start on that when she goes down by 11 15 I swear she would sleep even longer than this, but we make her wake up at 11 15. If not, if she's not awake earlier. Um, so we go back to playing, 
Um, because I don't generally work while she's uh, awake, these this time period, we'll get out of the house. We go to Target. We'll go do whatever to just kind of um, go for a walk maybe, or maybe we just sit around the house all day long every day. Sometimes that happens. Um, but that's because, like I said, I can't work while she's awake because she likes to be on top of me and play on the computer and it just doesn't work. So um, around 1230, we have lunch at two. Emma goes back down for her nap. Some days she's not tired at all. And I'm like, see ya, bye, go to your crib. Um, <laughs> and she just hangs out like as of recording this, she hung out until like 230, which is when she finally fell asleep. Um, but this is when I get obviously back to work. Um, like I said earlier, um, I kind of start running out of focus and excitement by this time of the day. So I'm just kind of powering through anything quick for um, customers or clients that need to get done before the end of the day, because I do here lately put work in after she goes to bed. So it's like emails that I need to send or any files or whatever that I have to get done before my quote unquote work time ends. Um, I'll get that done. And then she's generally up at like 3.30 or 4, depending on when she fell asleep. Like the other day, she fell asleep at 3.30, so she didn't wake up until 4. So, and that's because we forced her to yeah. wake up. Um, so, yeah, uh, it just depends on how much time I have to work in the afternoon. Um, and like I said, afternoon times are generally like, if I can't focus on anything else, I'll try to do something fun or easy, like answer an email or look on Instagram. I don't know. That's not really productive, but mm -hmm. there you go. <laughs> yeah. And you work, you get a lot done in that time though. So what are, like, what did you change to be able to, to be able to do that? Is it just like less social media and less sitting around letting yourself wonder what to work on? Yeah. I feel like the more I have thought about it, and I've thought about this a lot leading up to this episode is like, what did my schedule look like I, I felt like so often I didn't have enough time and that sort of thing. And I definitely think, A, it was spending so much time scrolling and getting lost in Instagram. I mean, I am the kind of person who goes to the featured page and I will be there and I will be deep in your cousin's best friend's boyfriend's third <laughs> baby's Instagram profile looking at something or another real quick. Like, you got to shut me off fast. So I have found that I also do during work times get on social media less because it's like I have an hour to an hour and a half you know in the afternoon maybe two hours and I have to power through as much as I can um and right now I'm in a season of creating things for Coded Creative um so it's like I don't have much time to kind of screw around and look mm -hmm. at that stuff um and something else, too, is I do think it can be really beneficial in terms of encouraging you to be productive, to have those set blocks of time. So even if you're not saying, OK, from this block of time, like in our last episode, you were like, from this block of time, I do emails and this block, I do that and this block, I do that. And on these days, I do those things. So even if you don't do something super specific like that, if you just say, OK, I'm going to work for two hours and then I'm going to get up and I'm going to go for a walk for 30 minutes or I'm going to read a book for 30 minutes, knowing that at that time you're like, I can't I, I, I can't work anymore, then it totally changed the game for me because it's like I have to get stuff done. So. Mm -hmm. I, I just have to do it. I have to eat the frog, as they say. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say 
Emma came along and made me clean up my business schedule <laughs> real quick. Um, other than that, I too have notes that I want to say. Um, first of all, I say that I don't work while Emma's awake, but I usually am on social media, uh, sending quick email responses, deleting emails, little things like that. Anything I can pretty much do for my phone, I am. Um, but that doesn't also mean that I'm on my phone the whole entire time. I do try to be really intentional and do a couple quick things and set it down and make sure I'm actually interacting with her a little bit of her life. Um, <laughs> also, sometimes I want to say I'm generally done working for the day, like after her last nap is over, but that's like 50-50. I would say maybe three days or four days out of the week, I decide I'm done with work for the day. And it just kind of depends on how I'm feeling um, in the evening because we watch our shows in the evening and then it's like super late by the time I have time to think about working. Um, and when I work in the evening, I also want to say I'm working on something fun. So it's not like I'm really leading myself into burnout because I'm hustling. I have all this stuff on my to-do list. Um, I'm just grabbing the computer to work on something that's really exciting to me. Um, and that kind of leads into something else that I want to point out, which is, um, I am taking little to no clients in 2019. And I wanted to put this friendly reminder out there because this is so different. Working four to five hours or maybe even less a day is probably not going to work for the majority of people listening to this. And I don't want to make you feel bad if you can't work that infrequently. Um, I am in a really great position to be able to take little to no clients. And so I'm leaning into that and just accepting that that's what life looks like this year. Um also, I want to let people know that lots of days I actually find myself wishing I could do more work. Um, so when Emma wakes up, I'm like, you know, dang, I was just getting in the swing of things. I have so much more, you know, creatively that I want to be designing right now. Or I have other stuff where it's like I'm not quite done working on this project for this customer. Um, and unfortunately, that's the that's the downside of keeping your little one home with you is you just have to say, all right, whatever, I'll get to it the next time she goes to sleep. So and then also I want to like caveat for both of us real hard here. This is obviously going to change again when our little ones go down to one nap a day. Yeah. Um, but I think for the most part, our general like outlines will stay the same. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And like the part about you know, the baby waking up halfway through a task. That's so hard for me. I try to like, if I can make myself, I try to stop working before she even wakes up because it's so hard to make yourself stop working on something that you're like just trying to finish and then go be with the baby with a good attitude and like not be really distracted. That can be so hard. Yeah. Not be distracted or disappointed. Um, yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> for another three hours. Thanks. Yeah. And that sounds so bad. And anyone who has a yeah. kid is going to totally understand that mom guilt. Yeah. Um, I my husband has been home uh, since January 9th, I think, like uh, pretty much every single day. Um, his leave mm -hmm. is or his stand down period is going to end soon. So those times where she's woken up and I'm still working, I'm like, hey, you want to go get her instead of me going mm -hmm. to get her. And then I'm like literally w still working on something as they're walking out. Um, and Emma currently is still nursing. So I have to stop working to mm -hmm. do that. 
Um, so it's just a lot. And then like, I, like we were saying the guilt, it's like, oh, I'm not excited for this. And then when she walks out, I feel guilty and I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm done for now. So you just ebb and flow with it. And like I said before, you know, it's, and I kind of feel like this is an overused phrase, but it's a season of your life and you know that it's not going to last forever. So I'm just kind of leaning into it right now and saying, Hey, you know what? This is what it is. And I'm grateful that it is this way. Yep. yep. And it's a good thing. They have cute little faces that change our bad attitudes if they do wake up before we're done with things. Oh my gosh. I know they are so cute. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Let's talk a little bit about how we avoid burnout. And I don't, I feel like I don't have a whole lot to say on this. Um, But I will say that I give like 100% of credit to me not being burned out anymore to Corey because she introduced me to power sheets basically by talking about them every three seconds. And then I was kind of like, <laughs> fine, I'll get them. And now they're amazing. <laughs> but like, they gave me such a big wake up call about what my actual priorities and goals are. And going into like my 2019 planning with those, I assumed that all of my goals would be business goals. And Corey had kind of told me like, you know, it's kind of more aimed at personal. And I was like, well, that sounds stupid. Like who wants to <laughs> plan personal goals? What's the point of that? But oh who my gosh, personal goals, what I personal know. goals? could you possibly have yeah Yeah, that was my brain um but actually through doing it I found that business is not my priority and I do have like more important personal goals so that realization is what has been helping me avoid burnout so far this year um because of that like we talked about earlier I have not been working nights and weekends which is like so great for me able to for me to be able to go into my next work session and actually feel like working. Um, It gives me time to miss my work and, you know, feel excited about projects I'm working on. Um, And then with the time that I do have to work, I'm just way more focused and intentional. And I go in, you know, with a specific idea of what I want to do and I'm not, you know, getting distracted because I feel like having to restart what you're working on over and over can also you know, lead to burnout because that's hard. It's hard to get started on something. And when you're working on a project and then jumping over to Instagram, working on a project, jumping over to email, you're having to restart over and over. So I feel like that has helped too more than I kind of realized or thought it would. Um, Then another thing is that I've just gotten more clear on client boundaries and how many projects I take on at a time. Like last year, I think this came up quite a bit, uh, I would have a full schedule, but then someone would email me and be like, oh, sure, I'll just squeeze you right on in there and then totally hate myself for it. And I don't do that anymore. Um, So I'm clear on that. My clients know what my boundaries are. They know, you know, when to expect to hear from me. They know my turnaround times and I stick to those. Um, And then I have to give a shout out to my team. Uh, Like we were talking about before, we should break this down more. But, you know, I don't have to worry about things like social media and, I don't know, random blog post tasks and just little stuff that comes up that would usually distract me because they're taking care of it for me. And that has definitely helped me a lot too, just to be able to stay focused and not have a thousand things going on in my head at any given second. Yeah. And I think, um, too, if you are in a place where you're like, um, you, you're just making a little bit of extra money that you could 
dedicate to having somebody like a virtual assistant or um, maybe a junior designer on your team help you with certain things. Um, Like I said, we'll dive into this eventually in another episode, but that is a great place to kind of take things off your plate. So you do have the ability to take nights and weekends off because Mm -hmm. um, I have always, and still to this day right now, have always done everything 100% myself. Well, except for that one time last year when I hired someone else to um, Alicia to do my uh, worksheets. Aside from that, I've always done everything myself. And um, sometimes that has been totally cool. Like right now, I I feel like I do have plenty of time to do that, but you don't always. And Mm -hmm. if you do have a little bit that you can dedicate to that, it can be really helpful to help you avoid burnout in the long run by getting even like social media or blog posts, or like you said, anything, even like I said, a junior designer who can work Mm -hmm. on some little things like packaging up your files and making your, you know, brand guidelines or whatever that you send off. Like that's a really great way to a help another designer who's up and coming and B kind of create more space. Um, And I know this episode is getting kind of long, but something else I wanted to touch on that I think you made a really great point of is um, having that time away to get excited about your work again, because um, that's something that I definitely always notice at the end of a year and the beginning of the next year, I would always take I think like two weeks, sometimes maybe more than that off. And then by the time January rolls around, the majority of the time I have felt excited to dive back in. I have had some years where kind of like what you're experiencing, which I think we talked about in episode 71, um, which was where we weren't, you weren't very excited to get back into it, but whatever. Um, I have had that before, but most of the time when you do step away, even if it's for like a weekend or a Mm -hmm. night, you are giving yourself that room to like let your brain decompress. And like you said, feel really excited to get back into it and uh, figure out whatever kind of problem you were working on before. Yeah, for sure. Um, As far as I go in terms of avoiding burnout, it's kind of hard because I feel like Since I'm not working that much during the day anymore, I just don't feel like I'm burning out quite as easily as I would have in the past. Um, Like I said, I have these huge chunks of time where I'm totally stepped away. Um, So mostly my thing is if I'm just not feeling it, I just lean into that and take time to do something else. Um, My husband is in a really fortunate schedule where he's got a lot more free time to be at home. So maybe we'll play a video game. Um, Maybe I'll just look at Instagram the whole entire time Emma is asleep. And that sounds crazy, but I told you guys, your brother, sister, uncle, best friend, dog, whatever, I get into (laughs) that. So um, something else that has been really helpful to me that I kind of underestimated when I did it, but it's been really amazing so far, is being very Uh, strategic about what I'm putting on my plate in terms of scheduling out my year. So um, I think in December, I created a Trello list with little cards for every single month. And then I made a card for every single thing that I wanted to do this year. And I scheduled those out throughout the year. So it's like, okay, I want to do this kind of launch. I want to launch this thing. I want to do whatever. And when you do something like that, even if it's not in Trello, maybe it's on a piece of paper or with note cards, um, 
you get a really good idea of, okay, do I have room and the mental capacity to do all this? And you can move things around and whatnot. And that, like I said, has been really great because I have been able to say, okay, I have the this month to do these things. And like in January, I have finished everything on that list pretty quickly. So it was like, okay, well, now I can bring in some of these future tasks that I want to get done. Um, and it does really help me avoid taking on too much because when I'm like, oh, I have a free second and I don't feel like working on this thing. I'm not like, well, let me start this big other project <laughs> because it's like, no, I have these things to work on and I'm going to get to that at a later date. So I love that so much. Yeah. You got me on the Trello board and I'm still in Trello. Loving, slash loving it. Um, the other thing I'll say is just similarly, uh, using power sheets has been really, really great for me just to, um, balance work and life and give me something else to focus on aside from just business goals. Cause it always makes me think I'm like, Hey, I have a lot of business goals this month. So let me bring something else in, like go for a walk once a week or read one book in a whole entire month. Um, so I do really shout those out. I know people are probably sick of other, like everyone else on the internet talking about them, but I'm going to have an affiliate link in the show notes because I think everyone and their mom and their grandma need those. So I agree. I now agree. I would have told her she was crazy last year, but you guys, she's right. Yep. So our days might look like you might be, have been listening to this and been like, oh, yeah, you know, I can kind of fit my pieces into their puzzle and that's kind of what they look like, your days look like. And you might be like, my days look absolutely nothing like that. But that's like totally okay. Just like go with what works for you right now, what works for your family, what you want to do. How about pay attention to that too? That's a good yeah. thing to do. <laughs> um, and it's okay if you work more or less than various people on the internet tell you you should. Like, seriously, just whatever works for you. Go with it. Don't feel guilty. Let's get rid of that guilt. But we do ask that everyone is intentional about, you know, what you're doing both, you know, in your personal life and in business and just make space for what you need to make space for to get rid of that bit burnout, whether it is one night off or whether it's a whole week off, you know, pay attention to maybe what you've experienced with burnout before or just how you feel at different points of a project or whatever and start scheduling some of that time off in so you can pay attention more to how you're feeling and give yourself a rest that you very likely deserve. Thank you so much for listening. For show notes, past episodes, and more information about the two of us, visit us online at getbacktodesign.co. If you enjoyed today's show, it would mean the world to Krista and I if you take two minutes to head on over to iTunes and leave a review. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so you can be the first to know when new episodes are available. Now put what you learned into action so you can streamline and grow your business, ditch the code, and get back to design.